Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. My name is Steve. I'm your host, and today I am joined by our regular podcast crew of Greg and Barry, and this is episode 152, titled Welcome, President Shintaru Furukawa. And a uh, little behind the scenes, this is recorded afterwards, this little intro, because uh, we kind of lost the very beginning of the episode, the very first, like, 15 seconds from our YouTube, our live episode on YouTube. But right now, we're going to hop right into that recording. So here we go. Hey, you guys are sounding pretty good uh, today, but uh, even better, you're looking pretty good. Uh, let, let's see those shirts you got there. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, we have shirts. Before we jump into the podcast, uh, definitely check out our website, and uh, we'll put a link in the um, show notes and uh, the YouTube video and everything later as well. But you can purchase some Nintendo Fuse merch, and uh, right now it's just a basic black shirt, as you can see if you're watching the video, and uh, it just says Nintendo Fuse on the front, and it has the website on the back. And uh, you can check that out on NintendoFuse.com. Just uh, on the side, just say uh, there's a link over there on the side that says buy yourself a shirt. and uh, Or I think it's just buy a shirt. And uh, you can do that, and that'd be awesome to uh, see you guys representing Nintendo Fuse out there uh, as you go to events or uh, just uh, you know hanging around town or you know just representing as you're, you're playing your favorite game. So uh, thanks uh, for tuning in. Those of you guys that are tuning in live, uh, thanks to you guys for doing that. Um, if you're watching us or listening to us later, thanks so much. If you have not subscribed to us on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, make sure you do that and hit that bell on YouTube to be alerted every time we go uh, live with a new video or also post another video. We post like all the time with uh, game chats and industry talk interviews and uh, gameplay and our po podcasts and stuff like that. So we would love for you guys to uh, just subscribe and uh, and share it with others. Um, number one, we want to also make sure that you know this. Um, not, I guess it should have been number one. We should have said this first. We want this to be interactive, and uh, we rely upon you guys to um, send in your feedback, send in some comments. Uh, best thing to do is send in a question. If you have a question for us to address in a future podcast, just send us an email. It can be a video question, it can be an audio question, or a written one. We don't care. Um, just if it's video or audio, keep it short and um, be like 30 seconds or less or something like that. And uh, we'll address it in a future podcast. Just send it to podcast at nintendofuse.com. And uh, with all that out of the way, let's jump to what we've been playing lately. Greg, what's been on your Switch and or 3DS lately? It is definitely Hollow Knight, that little gem that just snuck its way onto the eShop in the middle of E3. And was like, oh, by the way, it's available today. And I was like, ah, need to play it. Um, definitely a very awesome game. A little Metroidvania type game. You just go around exploring, defeating enemies, collecting money, going, buying stuff that you need, and genuinely venturing down into the deep. Uh, lots of areas to explore, plenty of enemies to fight. And one thing it is, it actually is very challenging. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit more on the difficult side and not your straightforward, like, normal game where it seems like a lot of the enemies are super easy at the start this seems like a good uh, chance for pick up a good challenge so cool cool is that pretty much it yeah it's the main game i've been playing now i have, have some ones that i still need to play yeah but... you finished Mega Man yet no i <laughs> barry caught me off guard He's like gotta play this west of little thing and then <laughs> well excuse I me <laughs> i didn't get to play six seven eight nine ten so I'm sure it's gonna happen for for all, all the rest of them come out. I'm sure. So yeah, 
<laughs> Barry, what you been playing lately? Uh, I finally uh, dabbled in Fortnite a little bit. Uh, had a little fun. Uh, it was actually more enjoyable than I thought. Um, and then I did uh, Mary Tennis Aces. Uh, and I did enjoy it. Uh, I didn't really play much online at all. I've been just doing single player stuff. And uh, the difficulty is actually you know, a little frustrating at times, too. I was, I was kind of shocked. Uh, you definitely want to use those RPG elements, but it was, it's a little shallow too. Um, but I had fun and the important thing is I had fun. Um, and now I am doing the blob for review. I got a review code, so I'm currently doing that. I never played on the Wii, although I own it and I just never played it. So now I'm, I'm going through it. Uh, it's an interesting game. You can tell it's a Wii game, but it's actually kind of fun. Um, I, I'm not going to hundred percent it or anything, but yeah. right now that's what I've been doing. Cool. Did they incorporate any of the motion stuff into the, the port for Switch? I've only played it uh, handheld, but I don't think so. I think it's probably a port of the PS4 because it just came out in the PS4 as well. So it's probably like they just took that and slapped it in. But there might be motion. I, I, I don't know. So I don't want to say yes or no. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, um, Hassan's in the chat. Um, he's out and, and at least able to, to type right now. Um, maybe he's just... I don't know, speaking to his phone or something. Um, but he said uh, Fortnite is pretty much consuming his life right now. It's uh, really addicting, and voice chat and a, uh, a headset actually works, um, <laughs> which is, um, yeah, something we've all experienced with Splatoon already. Um, and uh, no stupid app. You can use a wireless USB headset with the uh, the Switch docked, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you have not experienced... Um, you know, playing uh, Fortnite online with a uh, headset. It is, it is pretty cool. However, um, yeah, you do open yourself up to, you know, some of the other things that people are going to say online. Um, so we've already <laughs> gotten some people that are going to just quickly recorded what was going on. And some, you know, of course, there's our, the young children out there who just love to curse at people. So that's, that's always fun. Um, but um but yeah, Fortnite is, is something I've been playing a lot. I actually I haven't played uh, on the Switch since they did update it with the the voice chat. Um, so I haven't got to ex actually experience that myself. But I've been playing a lot of Fortnite as well. A um, little bit of Pokemon Quest here and there. I, I for a while, like when it first came out, I was trying to boot it up like several times a day. Um, right now, it's maybe like once or twice a week um, sort of thing. And just when I remember, I'll I'll get back to it. Um, and uh, I've been playing RBI Baseball 18 or 19, whichever one the next one is. It's 18. 18. Um, it's like the only one that releases in the actual year. So like FIFA 19, Madden's going to be 19. Everything's like the next year. But RBI Baseball decided to, you know, actually follow the the actual year you're in. Um, but, uh, you know, I actually need to go back and play RBI Baseball 17 again. I really didn't enjoy it, but I need to go back and play it again to see if there actually is any improvements. Because the little bit that I played, probably about, I don't know, an hour or two hours or so I, so far, I am not enjoying it. And, uh, and I don't feel like they made any sort of improvements at all over the last one. But it's been it's been a long time it's been probably about a year since i played 17 so i need to go back and and refresh my memory and and maybe they have improved it but it's still not that great um i think even like the simplest thing with not being able to know exactly where the ball's coming in like because you have a, like a higher approach on the batter and uh and it's just hard to tell if a ball is a, if, if it's a ball or a strike and that makes it incredibly difficult to bat because I'm swinging at everything because I don't really know how high that ball is coming in. And that's really frustrating for a baseball game. 
So um, we'll have more on that. And I've been writing a ton of reviews um, as well. So make sure you check out all those, the the games, like as I've been pretty much like cranking them out lately because there's been a bunch of games in my backlog that I had not written reviews for. So yeah, I did a lot of writing this last week. Um, but out of that way, um, what are some of those games that have come out recently, maybe in the last couple of weeks, that you have not got to play yet? Uh, Greg, I know you're you're kind of alluding to at least one earlier. What what's kind of been on on your list, but uh, just kind of itching it hasn't actually made it happen yet. Well, actually, Fortnite. It sounds like I'm missing out on tons of fun right there. I did download it, but I have not yet to follow it up yet boot it up um i just got crash on friday i did not get a chance to play that between uh saturday yesterday and today and then i let's see i still need to play the um demo for octopath traveler see if the demo for mario tennis aces is still there i still have to play the octo expansion <laughs> still have Mega Man. Collection two. Pretty soon it'll be Mega Man X Collection one and two. Xenoblade Chronicles two. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that's just that's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Right, right in there, right in the art. Uh, Barry, what's what's been? Well, you've been itching to play, but haven't made it happen yet. Uh, yeah, if I didn't have the blob, I would have played the uh, Mario and Rabbids DLC, the Donkey Kong. I really wanted to play that. Uh, I've heard good things. I know it's not terribly long, but it's it's you know probably a good six hours. Uh, so I am itching to play that. And Ease 8 came out. I am really itching to play that. And I got a time limit now because Octopath is this month. And I got to play the demo of that before I play it so I get that three-hour jump and... Octopath is going to consume my life when it comes out. I know it, and I'm going to have to drop whatever I'm playing when that game comes out. So I'm hoping I can get Ease 8 in. Otherwise, Ease 8 is going to fall on the back burner again. <laughs> yeah, that, that tends to happen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I also <laughs> forgot that I wanted to play Mario and Rabbids. I haven't done that. I bought it, and I didn't play that one. So There you go. Yeah, that's pretty much why one of the reasons why like I had so many games like and I, I try to crank out a lot of the like the smaller ones that I had been playing, but I, I played some more and then wrote the reviews because I was like I've been, been putting this off for way too long and it's it was kind of a, a little bit of work, but it's all the same at the same time it was enjoyable. I wanted to play these games and so I just I just pretty much just said okay world I'm gonna shut you off. I'm just going to focus on video games last Monday night and uh, and try to get a lot of that done. It was it was it was fun just to kind of shut everything off and just kind of sink into some games that I've been um, I played a little bit of, but I hadn't played a ton of, and uh, was able to kind of just really process them a lot more. So bunker. Uh, that's not one of them yet. Yeah. That one's going to take a lot more effort to finish off. Yeah, even though it only takes like an hour or two. That's so much time for a bad game. Uh, so <laughs> spoiler alert on our eventual game chat. I'm probably going to tear that one, maybe a new one. Uh, so anyhow, um, <laughs> what have I not played yet? I haven't played the update to uh, FIFA 18, uh, the World Cup stuff yet. Um, and with 
with um, you know the World Cup going on and everything right now. Man, it's the timing is messing me up because I want to watch games, um, but they're most of them in the morning, and so it's messing me up. Um, but it's uh, but it's it's weird because the U.S. is not in it, and so it hasn't got me in the soccer mode like I normally am, which makes me want to play FIFA. And so um, yeah, so I haven't actually got to to try the World Cup update yet, but uh, but I'm gonna definitely. I'm going to be playing it this week um, for sure. I got uh, a friend that's going to be staying with me for a couple of days and, uh, and it's definitely going to be a game that we're going to be booting up as well as getting some multiplayer um, time with uh, RBI baseball as well. Um, Cause I'd want his, I'm going to see what his opinion is as well and kind of compare it with another friend. And as we can get some multiplayer action on that as well. So, all right, well, let's move into some news. And honestly, there has not been a whole lot of news recently. Um, <laughs> there's There's been some stuff, but not like big stuff. And that tends to happen, you know, after E3, all the big stuff comes at E3, but, uh, but they kind of, you know, it, it dwindles out a little bit um, at this point, at this time of year. But uh, one of the big news things is that um, Nintendo has a new president. And uh, this is the, uh, let's see if I can get this right. I, I have it here. Uh, sixth president in, in Nintendo's history. Um, they've only had six presidents. And I am going to butcher his name. Do either of you guys know actually how to pronounce this before I mess this up royally? No, go for it. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, here we go. It's at Shantaro Furukawa. Shantaro Furukawa. It's something like that. I apologize, Shantaru, if I really messed that up. Um, I did not intend to. I'm just horrible with Japanese names. And uh, But basically, if, if you guys have been kind of following Nintendo's history, um, uh, President Kimishima um, became kind of an interim president um, after uh, Satoru Iwata um, passed um, back in, in July 2015. And uh, he knew he came in and said it was going to be a temporary thing. Um, we weren't really sure what that really meant in terms of actual time, um, but tends to be, uh, it actually ended up being three years. And uh, he served as a, I think he did pretty well as a president for three years. And now they've, they brought on um, this new guy and, um, one of the, the big things I think to note um, before we get and kind of discuss this a little bit is that uh, Furukawa is also um, a gamer himself and he is also um, fluent in English and he's uh, served and, and, and helped and worked with uh, Miyamoto uh, quite a bit as well. So um, that's really cool to to see for me. Um, but what do you guys think about this? Uh, Barry, um, is this a good move and do you know much about him? Anything like that, or what we do know is this—is this a good move for Nintendo? I'm upset they didn't pick me because I—I totally <laughs> should have been it. Um, but no, I, I looked into him. Uh, he has a good background. He seems to have a good business head on his shoulders, and you know, as long as he keeps the company moving in a smart direction, uh, I'm happy. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there Nintendo has done some really dumb moves over the past. Uh, I've been vocally outspoken about Nintendo of America being absolutely terrible, and and I will continue to do that until they change their ways. And I hope that there's some positive influence um, on getting things out here, and, and just positive moves. I mean, Nintendo is sitting at a position right now where they are hot again. They're hot like the Wii, 
And we know what happened with the Wii and the DS even. They, they, they blew it. They went to the Wii U. And the 3DS was good, although the 3DS had a terrible, terrible launch. Um, they need to really keep keep the momentum going. I know some people felt like this E3, they didn't do that. Uh, you know, stocks fell. Uh, this wasn't the president's fault at all. But I, I hope to see him bounce back. You know, I'd love to see some kind of, you know, play, you know, especially with Microsoft right now. They, they seem to have a good thing going, uh, you know, with the cross play and, and the social media talking to each other. And I would, I would honestly, you know, I'm not an Xbox One fan. Uh, I have it. I don't use it. But I would love to see maybe like the next Xbox be like a Microsoft Nintendo console and let the Switch be the successor to the 3DS and let them move in with this power. Because that's what Nintendo's missing. They've been behind on power. They have the games. They have the technology. If they had the type of power that the Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro had, I could just imagine you know, what they could create. So it's all, it's all up to him, you know, what he wants to do. And I know Japanese are stubborn and I know they don't like to really work with outside. And I know they like to stay close to the chest. So I guess we're going to see, I mean, it's, it's way too early to make any call. I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he does wonders. I hope he keeps the momentum going and I look forward to, you know, in a year or half a year or two years or whatever, go, oh, my God, it's, this is the best decision ever. I'm so glad he came on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, only three penguins in the the chat said that, um, as he understands it, this is the first um, president of Nintendo young enough to have grown up playing Nintendo games. And this has to be a good thing, he said. Um, I believe that is true. I think um, from what we can tell, uh, Furukawa is, I believe, 46 years old. And so, yeah, I mean, this, he probably wasn't like a young, young, young child when, when he came across video games and maybe he was, I mean, he could probably get like Atari was probably, you know, um, in his childhood and, and Nintendo was probably, you know, in his, if I do math correctly, probably, you know, early preteen years, something like that. And so, uh, yeah, he probably, you know, grew up with video games a lot like us. And so, you know, what is that going to to bring to Nintendo. Um, Greg, you got any ideas, uh, thoughts about this new guy? Not a whole lot. I mean, I don't really dive into the politics as much, but obviously, as Barry was saying, it'd be we can see which way he'll go and what kind of decisions will be made. I mean, obviously, I think it's kind of hard to replace Sawada as a whole. I mean, we kind of saw that so far with the temp and Tiram one that was there. I can't even remember his name because he just appeared so often. But Nashima. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, Greg, Awada had a lot of criticism. There were a lot of people that were, what is Awada doing? Oh, my God, he's so stupid. You know, remember, Awada launched the Wii U. I mean, he also did the DS and he did the Wii, but he also did the Wii U and the 3DS, which were, which the 3DS was not a success in the beginning, and the Wii U yeah. was a failure. So a lot of people are like, where's the Wii HD? Why isn't Awada doing this? So. In some senses, Awada did a lot of boneheaded decisions, too. Granted, the Switch is also his brainchild, so he was a genius. And he did a lot of work, uh, you know, for games in, in, you know, in total, you know, developing and, and programming. And you know, we got Pokemon from him. Um, but there, there's going to be criticism. And, and it's one of those afterwards, you know, hindsight. Like, looking back, Awada wasn't as bad as people were making it seem. But back in 2012, 2013, he was demonized. People were like, oh, my God, let, get rid of him. Fire him now. Uh, it wasn't until after his passing that we saw the brilliance that he was doing. 
I don't know. I feel like you can just about relate that to anything that has a change in management. I mean, you can argue the same thing for the current president of the United States. I mean, as soon as it gets put in there, you can open up that can of worms and go that way too. So that's true. And, and we know even things like, you know, Apple, um, with Steve jobs had, you know, he was a great guy, did some awesome things, but, uh, but, you know, after time as well, like we, we think back and like, yeah, and, and everything was perfect. Um, for sure. But there, there were, I think both, you know, pros and cons, um, during, his, his president, his being CEO and, and with Kimishi and Iwata being um, president. And I think that's probably going to be the case with anybody. I mean, right. Like we can't like, not everybody's yeah. going to do everything perfect um, for sure. But I think, yeah, there I was some... would. <laughs> it's right. Right now, Nintendo, if you're listening, <laughs> just reverse your decision or maybe make a note when, when uh, Furukawa is done, put, but Barry as president, and uh, I'll just take I'll just take Reggie's job. There will be no Operation Rainfall under me. There you go. You can just work for him instead of taking his job, and then like just take over Nintendo, um, the president of Nintendo of, of America. So there you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll see a Xenoblade sequels to the end of time. That's <laughs> not true. God. <laughs> Apparently that that's all you play, Barry. It's- I put I put how many like what like two hundred and fifty hours in the Breath of the Wild. I'm a huge Zelda fanboy, uh, you know Mario fanboy, like Star Fox. Like what are you talking about? We would have all those dead franchises. F Zero would be back. Kid Icarus would be back. Metroid would be back, and more than you know, just one game. Mother three, four, five. Oh, Mother Collection instantly. That would be the first thing I did. Like get the Mother Collection out there. Uh, you know maybe Mother Four if if he wants. You know absolutely. Oh, a Golden Sun. Let's get Golden Sun Collection 1, 2, and 3 and get a fourth one out there. You know, bring some of these franchises back. You're sitting on a gold mine. Even Sony said, like, we don't have the wealth of of IP that Nintendo does. And Nintendo doesn't realize the wealth of IP they're sitting on. They just don't use it if it's not Mario or Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Only Three Penguins brought this up as well in the, in the chat just now, but he does speak fluent English. Um, and so... So I'm wondering, and no matter what, I bet we're going to start maybe hearing more from him on a global, um, you know, perspective. Because a lot of times there was always translators, and and translators are fine. But for me, and I think a lot of other people, um, it's it's cool to actually hear directly from from the president, and and maybe that's going to happen a little more. And I wonder exactly directly. Uh, speaking of Awada, and uh, and I wonder if. Like that's going to even change maybe Nintendo's perspective on their global presence, um, just because he is a little more. It seems like he's a little more global in his mindset. I guess just from the the very fact that he he speaks fluent English. I don't know if that means a lot. We're maybe we're reading too much into this, um, but I'm maybe we're just kind of grasping at straws. I don't know, but I'm I'm hopeful, and I think that that may that may have a part in it. Um, what do you think, Barry? I was going to say, we also don't know how long before we actually see his influence. Because Kim, like like the Switch and all that was put into place by Iwata before his passing. And we don't know how many things of Kimishima's are already in place that are yet to come out. So we may not actually see any influence from him until next year or even the year after. Uh, we just don't know what they have in the pipeline because Nintendo is so secretive of a company. That's a good point. Yeah. Greg, do you think uh, his him being able to speak English um, fluently will have any sort of effect, or are we we just kind of hoping for things? I don't know. I would like to think that he'd be the actual announcer for like part of the Nintendo Directs again, and so just having that voiceover that we've gotten kind of used to over the last year or so. 
that was one of the things I really liked about Awada is he was always on there doing his goofy things as he was staring at a banana or an orange or whatever. <laughs> but that was it would be nice to have like that kind of personal connection with the president, like to see the president in the videos again. That's a good point. Yeah, I think if nothing else, it'd be cool to have that that personal connection for sure. You know, it's weird if you think about the old Nintendo Directs, even with Awada, they 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 kind of took more risks with the presentation side. They had the robot chicken E3. <clears throat> they had the the puppet E3. They had you know Miyamoto coming out on stage with the little Pikmin in his pocket, you know, and they they had fun things. The banana. They had like Bill, you know, and they had the scene with Reggie with Yokai Watch where like they were eating. Bill was eating all the donuts and all that stuff, you know, like the the Mega 64 E3 thing with Reggie, you know, like they don't do those anymore. Like it's all very here's what's next, you know, like. They kind of lost the fun, and I, don't don't get me wrong. I appreciate all the information. I look forward to every Nintendo Direct, but I do miss the presentations that Iwata. I have to feel was responsible for, uh, because we haven't seen him since his passing. Oh, I definitely agree. I've missed that as well. Like the more fun, like down to earth videos, whether it's like them just doing the Mario Maker, changing costumes for each of the games, or as you said, like that initial um, E3 directs with like the robot chicken and the the pup and the Star Fox puppets and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It has been cool to, I mean, in a, in a very short time, in like three years, I, I feel like Kimishima has done a really good job. I, I think he, he has accomplished what he set out to accomplish. Um, and one of the big things that he said when he came on board was he wants to give me, make Nintendo kind of a, he wants to get the brand out there. He wants to get the characters out there. He wants to make Nintendo a Nintendo again. And, and, and that's kind of my paraphrase uh, of that. But I feel like we've, we've seen that. Like, not only have there been more games, but um, Mario and Zelda and, and the, like, those characters are popping up in other franchises a lot more. We're seeing them in, you know, possibly, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Wreck-It Ralph 2 um, in movies and things like that. We have the whole Universal Studios um, uh, theme park as well. And so he really did like I, that was one of the big things that i remember him saying when he came on board um as as the president was that he wanted to get all these characters out there and it seems like it's happened um so far has do you think that's been a good thing uh for M nintendo over the last few years barry oh yeah i mean there's also the mario movie finally uh Mar right. super mario serial um you know as a child of the 80s i grew up with nintendo like all of us and i remember you know the super mario brothers super show and you know while looking back it's not the greatest show it was there you know we had super mario t-shirts we had zelda t-shirts you know they had the nintendo serial system it was in our face as a child it was more than just video games it was part of our culture it was it was to the same level as teenage mutant ninja turtles and the simpsons you know you could get a you know bart simpson shirt back then a you know a raphael shirt or a mario shirt and like that was the cool thing to have and I feel like they've done a, an adequate job. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say a great job. I'm saying an adequate job of getting back into that. Um, I don't know what it's like, you know, for children these days, how hip it is to, you know, to be in the part of the Nintendo scene. Obviously it's, it's very, very different industry now versus the eighties, but I want to see more. I mean, I remember when they did the whole Netflix uh, Zelda uh, you know, April Fool's thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that got me so hopeful. Like, I'd love to see that. Uh, I would like to see them do something with that. You know, you, you're, again, they're sitting on these properties and they're not using them or they're not utilizing them. I don't know if they're scared because of the original Super Mario movie or what, but they couldn't be doing so much. 
like even even little weird things like sponsorships like how about a nascar sponsorship where they make a car look like the blue falcon and it's an f-zero branded for a new game like like even things like that like just out there and having fun i think that would yeah. be really neat yeah yeah what do you think greg I do recall in an interview that I read that like they were very scared because how horrible the Super Mario move- Brothers movie <laughs> was. Like I do remember like that kind of like put them off of trying to go more like the theater route. Um, I've always kind of wished they've kind of like kind of copied like Disney a lot sooner than like now. But obviously, it seems like they're finally starting to grow that way with having the Universal Studios theme park land, like the land in the theme park. So. I always thought that would be a good fit for Nintendo out. It's very child-friendly and just having all the characters and IPs and stuff in one place and several places, obviously, with merchandise and all that kind of stuff. I think that'd be very good to get more out there and more people familiarized with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I think it's set, us, set them on a right pace hopefully this new president continues that sort of thing while not missing and forgetting you know the real reason why we love nintendo but just adding to it and really helping it become even more of a household name than it is um because i love these characters i think we all like these characters the franchises that nintendo has built over time and it's cool to just see them in, in other places and and i'm so excited about going to the universal studios um thing i my wife like we, we talked about this already but but uh, I told her like about it, and she's like, "Oh, I know exactly where we're going for vacation that year." I was like, "Yes, exactly. That's where we're going." Um, but stuff like that, I mean, that's that's something that, like you guys said, like it's it's something for all ages. You know, those of us that are now older adults who have um, grown up with it, but also something for the younger kids and, and everything in between. And um, and I and Nintendo has that capability, and I and I hope they continue to uh, this new president continues to to push that forward. In the future. I, I remember a time uh, when we were children where uh, more kids knew Mario than Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And I don't think that's the way it is uh, today. I think Mickey Mouse is back on top. I'd like to see a world where Mario is more recognizable than Mickey Mouse again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Mario, um, Mario Kart is has had an update. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has an update. But I, I got to ask you, um, when was the last time you guys built anything with Nintendo Labo? Mine's sitting in the box, but I at least Never. bought it. <laughs> Mine's sitting at the box and at the market. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least, at least, you haven't got one yet. Uh, yeah, I, I have the um, the the one that I built that I showed off right after it built. Uh, right after I built it, um, I think it was on a podcast. That's about as all that I built so far. Um, was that little RC car thing and the thing they make you make in the very beginning to kind of teach you how it all works, um, but. If you do actually have more of uh, things that have been built in Nintendo Labo, you can actually use uh, one of those in a uh, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because they have updated it to incorporate. Uh, I, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. It's the it's the one motorcycle. where motorcycle. That's it's just called motorcycle. As far of course, as I'm aware. they don't have some other fancy name for it. Um, I just thought they did. Um, but uh, basically, it allows you to put your your Joy Cons um, on the side and use them just like you would um, an actual motorcycle. And so you you play around with it in the Nintendo Labo um, game and everything like that. But now, with this update, uh, free update, you can actually use that as, a, as another controller within Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, I think this is a brilliant idea, um, but 
yeah, have either of you guys? I mean, Greg hasn't even got Labos, but uh, but yeah, like Barry have have this. Is this exciting enough to like break out the Labo out of the box and make this, or you just gonna leave it in the box? If I had more time, then yes, I think this is genius. I think Labo they expect to stand on its own. But by incorporating it into their other games in a non-invasive way, meaning no forced waggle crap that the Wii had, <laughs> but <clears throat> non-invasive way, I think it's brilliant. I think it'll get kids more involved. I think you know that I think they released it at a time where the included game probably wore out its welcome. And now it's like, oh, you like that bike game? That was just the tip of the iceberg. Now play Mario Kart with it, especially getting on a bike in Mario Kart. I think it's genius. Uh, I'd like to see more games do this, especially for free. But uh, we'll see where they go. Cool. Greg, is it enough for you to, to go purchase Nintendo Labo? Not quite yet. <laughs> it's does. I do agree. It's a great feature to have. Um, some of the feedback I've seen is like it's incredibly difficult. So I, I guess if you're looking to ramp up a challenge in Mario Kart 8, if it's too easy for you, then I would, re I would recommend you give that a shot to see if it's much better. Did you play Mario Kart Wii with the wheel? Like, because I tried it originally, and I'm like, yeah, this. I'm just going back to standard controls. So this kind of feels the same to me. Yeah, that's. I also wanted to say, like, it's Mario Kart Wii did not require a waggle. So I know other Wii games did, but if we're talking specifically about Mario Kart, it did not require the. It didn't require, but it still had a gimmick, and and uh, I didn't utilize the gimmick. I know many people didn't, but it was there, and it. I don't have no problem with gimmicks as long as they're non-invasive. They're not forcing them down your throat. Right, yeah. And it seems like Mario Kart's always kind of walked that line the correct way, um, I feel like, in, in as, as far as those sort of things go. Yeah, my sister was really into the wheel. She enjoyed it a lot. She was actually very good with it. Um, I definitely preferred the standard controls, which was the nunchuck and Wii remote. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I think it's, I think it's cool that they incorporated it, but... But yeah, it's it's not enough. Eventually, I'll get around to to building it and I'll try it out. Um, but it's it's definitely not something that I'm I clearly I have not built yet, and I don't have I don't see it in the in the near future of happening. One of these days, I'll get around to it. Like you know, episode two hundred and forty, I'll maybe eventually build my uh, <laughs> my motorcycle labo and uh, play it with Mario Kart eight. I wonder <laughs> if they're going to incorporate that. Like if, if labo continues to grow. Um, or, you know, we see that because they do, they do have those, the plastic, you know, ones people are making that are based on the same cardboard. I wonder if we're going to see that sort of thing incorporated into other accessories that like random people make. I, I just got an idea. Yeah. yeah. boxer coming back using the robot kit. There we go. The robot kit is now a Smash Brothers fighter. <laughs> and you have to use the robot to yeah. play as him. <laughs> Imagine like playing Smash Brothers, but in the robot kit the whole time. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what would be cool is if you put the visor down so it switches to first person and no one else can see what they are. Like, no, it's cheap. <laughs> That'd be so cool, though. Like, to be able to see Mario or to be able to see Smash Brothers in a different perspective would be pretty cool. Like, especially since nobody else can see it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, screwing people over. <laughs> Oh wait, Mario, um, jump behind me. 
Well, uh, some of you guys, like those of you guys that are know um, in the know, when you know, following us on social media and, and other things, uh, you guys know you've been probably it's. I don't even know if they're still in stock, but the NES Classic Classic Edition was back in stock. They may have sold out by now, but uh, maybe they're still in stock. I don't know what the what the current status is on that. Um, Greg, you didn't get one last time, right? Is that correct? Um, actually, that is incorrect. I incorrect. Got one, okay. I got one during one of the Amazon um, relaunches. I don't lucky grab by my cousin. So. That's what it was. Okay. All right. I so, did, did you pick yeah, up any new ones this time around? I personally did not, but I had my mom and dad go and get some for my brother and two sisters, and they were able to secure all three consoles within a few like hours of Target opening. So, there were sounded like there was plenty to be had. And even when I went to see if they had any extra controllers later in the day, they which they did not have, they still had some of the consoles there. So, it seemed like there was ready. There was a good stock of them for people that really wanted them. That's cool. So I didn't see any. I went to um, at least one Walmart in town and I was at Best Buy and I didn't see any at all, actually. Um, but I had seen them at least at the Best Buy like weeks ahead of time. Like they were just randomly in stock. And the same thing with the Super Nintendo uh, Classic, um, just randomly a stock at this Best Buy. But when they're actually officially in stock, nowhere to be seen. So I don't know. Um, Barry, did you pick up any more? Uh, no, collection? I uh, I just have mine uh, that I got at the last shipment when they said, oh, yeah, we're done with this. So I said, oh, I better go get them. Um, the only store I went to uh, that would have possibly had them was Toys R Us, but they, of course, didn't have any um, because they were they're dying and they're dead now. So, um, yeah, so they, they didn't have I, I went like, well, maybe I'll get 70 percent off an NES Classic now. Of course, they didn't get any shipments. Uh, but now I, I heard a lot of people happy that they can get them i'm really happy about that i think it's smart i don't know if this is a one and done deal i know there were way more than there were originally uh i kind of hope there's more just for the people that need them uh less for the scalpers to make money uh if you want them i want you to get it if you're just out there to sell it i hope you can't find any because let it let it get into people's hands that that really want to enjoy it yeah, that actually want to play it. Yeah, have you guys spent much time playing the NES Classic, or is it more of a kind of a collector piece for you, Greg? Have you played it at all? I turned it on a couple times, and it was just to put, just kind of t test it out, see how like the Mario Brothers games played, and that was about it. It was I kind of wanted it more as the collector's piece, and maybe it's like a here to have a plug and play for like a TV or something. Cool. Yeah, Barry, is uh, is this uh, something you get you actually play, or is it just gonna sit in your museum I, in the box? I actually have uh, I have two. I have one to sit in, in the box, but I do have one hooked up in my bedroom. Uh, my wife is pretty much like, no more consoles upstairs. We have consoles all over the house. But I was able to convince her to have the classic consoles there because they're really small, and uh, said, "Oh, come on, you know, they're really tiny." So I was able to get them in the room. Um, we played a little bit, but we haven't had time lately. It's just there's so much other stuff going on, uh, but they're there. I mean, I, I might pick up and play. The problem is, is all the games on it I've already beaten, you know, back in the NES days. And I've already have so much new stuff that, like, like I want to get to Ease 8. I want to do the Marion Rabbids. So I don't want to play old stuff right now. I want to play the new stuff. Right, right. Totally. Yeah, I, I played it, I think, a couple days, like when I first got it, just to, you know, test it out like you guys as well and, and play around with it and tried some different games and saw, you know, reacted and everything. And, and it is a pain in the butt because the, the controller cable is so short and, 
like at the time um, at our last place, our TV was like, there was a good distance between our couch and our TV. And so it was so far away that it was just kind of a pain. Um, our new place is a little closer, but, but uh, you know, we're, we're still in transition and everything. So I haven't unpacked it yet. Um, but I think, I think at our new place, I actually may have more of a kind of a game setup sort of thing. So I, it might find its way, you know, out there and we'll see if I actually, uh, if I, how many times I booted up, um, you know, in the next. Are, did they, months. did they fix the controller cord length or are these ones still the same mold with the three foot cords? Cause... That's a really good question. I don't know. Greg, have you, have you heard anything about that? No, I have not. Um, one thing I, Something different that I heard is apparently they made it harder to hack, I guess, but I don't know, because obviously Nintendo doesn't want you loading all their NES games on there, so. Hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. That's well, that's one of the main reasons I got two. I was originally going to hack mine, but I never did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, just keep it regular. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought about it too, but I was like, I have I have like a Raspberry Pi that I may just you know throw a bunch of ROMs and like do the same thing on that and not risk bricking my NES classic. So, um, yeah. I, yeah, I tried that route, but that was, I don't really like the emulation of it because it seems like it's too laggy and I used to the faster play of the original console. Yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, there are a few new games, uh, that have been announced recently that, uh, that didn't make their way to E3, but, uh, they've been announcing, uh, some, some little, Packs a little bit, um, some collections of games. Um, number one, Carnival Games, uh, which was a big game for the Wii, is now coming back on November 6th. Um, it's going to be a collection of, of games uh, for $39.99. And also, uh, Barry was telling me before the show started that Namco Museum, um, they're going to bring the Namco Museum and the Pac-Man uh, collection yep. together for the Namco Museum Arcade Pack. And it's also going to be it's going to be a physical physical release because both of those yeah. games are already out on digital, so they're going to have a physical release. Um, do we know the the date on that? I think September. Uh, we don't yeah. know the price, but I'm very excited about it because it's Pac-Man versus coming back in a physical form again. Don't need to use the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> there you go. So like yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that as well. Um, but um, Carnival Games, Namco Museum, uh, Square Enix, uh, uh, one of the which one of the studios is working on a new RPG? Uh, the studio behind the Mana, uh, and they did Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which is the mobile game. Uh, they're working on a new RPG for the Switch, and they're hiring people. Uh, so, but that that shows Square really cares about the Switch. If we're, we're probably not going to get Final Fantasy VII remake, and definitely not Kingdom Hearts three. We'll get a more exclusive stuff like Octopath. Yeah, so lots of new games, you know, just like not like huge things. We don't really know a whole lot of information about it, but uh, some cool stuff that's happened uh, post E3. Um, Greg, any of those or any other or, uh, recent release or uh, information about uh, upcoming games um, stand out to you about stand out to you? I can't talk tonight. Um, stand out to you that uh, excite you about maybe Carnival Games, Namco, or maybe this uh, this RPG from Square. Oh well, yeah, the RPG is always sounds promising um i normally do end up getting the namco museum sucker for galaga and dig dug and pac-man so i'll probably end up getting a copy of that um carnival games i did kind of enjoy it on wii but i don't really have like the same group of friends around to be playing through those games it'll probably be an easy skip for that one despite how much fun it was at, at the time i know that was uh, one of barry's favorite waggle games so 
Barry, tell tell us how how well you like to to waggle your remote with uh, Carnival Games. Uh, Carnival Games was notorious for being the one game I got in pretty much every single lot of Wii games at garage sales outside of Wii Sports and Wii Play, and uh, I must have like fifty copies of that game uh, that I just you know gave to somebody. <laughs> I was like, here, <laughs> just have them. And there were there were a bunch of them too. There was like new Carnival Games and mini golf and all that. <clears throat> But it's interesting, you know, we talk about the Wii U ports, but Carnival Games along with Go Vacation are like Wii ports coming to the Switch, which is really weird. Yeah. And the Blob. Um, and the Blob, yeah, the Blob's <laughs> another one. Um, you know, for me, I'm also looking forward to the Darius Cosmic Collection, which is, uh, I, I love old school shmups and I love the Darius series. I do hope this comes to America. Right now it's Japan only. It probably will stay that way. Uh, because Nintendo of America hates us, and they won't do any localizations. Like Okami's not getting a phys you know physical. They could easily say Capcom, we'll do that for you. Nope, 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 not at all. So uh, we'll see how I have to play that now. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that we are you know region free, and so you know, in the unfortunate you know thing that happens with them not localizing, at least you should be able to to play in other regions this time. Yeah, it's just being Japanese, though, and I want to play in English. <laughs> I want to understand the games I'm playing. You just have to learn Japanese. Yeah, I was going to say, time to learn Japanese. <laughs> uh, give, give me more hours in the day, and I will. <laughs> you have so much time, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this already. I have so much time. <laughs> then you can do the Japanese version of Xenoblade Chronicles. There you go. That's your assignment. <laughs> I'll do let's, that as soon as you both play. Let's see who gets done first. <laughs> That thing money, is, I probably my money is on Barry. <laughs> I'd probably do it first. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, all right, so one of the other, uh, the last pieces of news that we want to uh, to talk about uh, has to do with uh, a recent um, interview that we did on Industry Talk, the one that Barry did, um, and uh, and Play NYC is coming back to New York City, of course, NYC, um, on August 11th and 12th. And uh, Barry, I, I think you may have something to give away. What is yeah. that? Yeah, um, I did an industry talk with Dan Butchko, who is the CEO and founder of Playcrafting. They are the company who puts on Play NYC as well as a bunch of other different shows. Uh, I do urge everyone to go listen to that. Um, there's a lot of great information in that. But he is is a very very awesome awesome individual. He is a good friend and he is gracious enough once again to give us some free tickets to play NYC to give out to our fellow podcast listeners. And uh, we have come together. We said, you know, we're going to put together a site uh, that way you can give away the, uh, the tickets. We have a couple. Um, what we have are what called the dev slash pro pass. And what that is, is it's, it's both days, Saturday and Sunday tickets. It also lets you get into the panels. The panels are not open to the public. They're only open to press and dev pro. So by winning these tickets, you actually get to use those, go to those panels. Last year, uh, the show was amazing. It was a ton of fun. But they did have the panels in a different building, which kind of made it a pain. This year, they're all together. It's all in the Manhattan Center. It's uh, in Hammerstein Ballroom, right across the street from Penn Station. Very easy to get to for pretty much everybody. And uh, it's a bigger venue. It's four floors full of games, tons of venues, uh, you know, vendors already there. Um, and pretty much if you don't know what this kind of show is, it's a show where you get to go and play games um, from all these different developers. But they're there showing it off. It's not someone paid 
to show off the game. It's the developers. So you can talk to them right, you know, face to face. Hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like this. You could sign up for like newsletters. They give away free discounts uh, on the games for playing them at Play NYC. Some even gave away their games last year, which was really cool. Uh, we walked away with a couple free games. Uh, these are people who are passionate about the games they make, and they're just grateful that you want to give them three minutes of your time to play it. So they are very appreciative. They're willing to talk to you and converse, and it, it's just a lot of fun. And it's an experience I think everybody should uh, go to, and we want to make that happen. So on our podcast right now, on the YouTube link, uh, I see it was just posted in the chat as well, uh, but it's also in the description of this video. Uh, and we will also put that on our webpage, a yep. separate link. Uh, you click that. There's multiple ways to enter. What we're going to do is we're going to announce our winners. Uh, we're going to ask some of our winners next podcast and some the following podcasts. Um, so we do have several tickets to give away. We encourage everybody to enter. Uh, there's many ways to get more chances, and this is this is great. Now, there, the tickets are not sold out. You can still buy tickets. Um, so if you do not win and you're interested in this, I definitely suggest you uh, you go ahead and purchase tickets anyway. But if you want to hold off and see if you win, then I suggest go this route because these are great tickets and the price is right. And uh, I know Dan appreciates people coming in and enjoying these games just as much as the developers do. And we enjoy bringing people to this event, uh, you know, because we like to do that for the gamers. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I know like Barry and I have talked many times. He's still trying to get me to come back to the East coast for this event. I really wish I was in it cause it sounds awesome. And, uh, and if I had the time, it's unfortunately a busy time, but, um, but if I, it, this is, this sounds so awesome. And, uh, if you're in the New York area or can be in the New York area over, uh, the weekend of August 11th and 12th, um, make sure you check out Play NYC and uh, go ahead and and try to get some free tickets from us. Um, like like Barry said, the link is in our um, YouTube uh, chat right now. If you're listening live or watching live, it's in our uh, the description for the video. It's going to be in our show notes when we're posted on social media and everything as well. Um, so make sure you can actually see it and share it around there um, for other people as well. Maybe you're not able to make it, but you know someone that's in the NYC area. Um, or can be at that time, um, make sure you share it with them as well and, uh, or win it for a friend. I don't know, like do something awesome and, uh, and show them some love and make sure you check out play NYC. I think their website is played, uh, nyc.com. So make sure you check out their website as well to learn more about that and check out, uh, Barry's interview, um, with, uh, with Dan Butchcraft as well. Um, Butch, 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 Butch Co. I, I put his, he's from play crafting. Dan yeah. Butch Co. There we go. Um, Steve, yeah. Steve, we're going to try to get you there next year. Uh, I, I invited Steve to come. I gave him room and board and everything, and he was like, yeah, I don't know if I can. So next year, hopefully he can. I will be there. I'll be sporting Nintendo Fuse shirt. If you see me there, please come by and say hi, especially if you win tickets. Uh, let us know. We want to hear from you how you're enjoying it, too, because we want to keep this promotion going. Uh, so we can offer this next year and the year after that. So we love to hear from you as well. And uh, if you, even if you don't buy tickets or you don't you don't win tickets, but you do purchase and you see me, please come by and say hi. I'd love to hear from you guys anyway. Yeah, totally. All right, uh, let's move into some a listener question. Um, before we we jump into that question, uh, would you want to remind you guys uh, that you have the ability to send us an email with a question for a future podcast? Just send it to podcast at 
nintendofuse.com. That's podcast at nintendofuse.com. Pretty simple. Just send us uh, a written question, a video question, an audio question. If it's uh, audio or video, just keep it under 30 seconds. And we'll uh, we'll feature you in a future podcast and address your question. So this question comes from an anonymous listener. And, uh, and he just basically said, or he or she um, said, as of now, it's halfway through 2018. What do you think would be your game of the year for 2018? So I know it's on the spot. You played a lot of games so far. It's a lot of great games. So Greg, we'll go to you first. I'm just going to throw it out there. I know no prep at all. What's going to be your game <laughs> game of the year for 2018 so far? Wow. It's uh, a lot to think about. <laughs> I don't know. Are you just doing like if the year ended like? Yeah. Yeah. Just so, 30th far. Or? so far. Yeah. At this like half the year point. Let's see. I think the very overall game. Jeez, that probably would have to be Octopath Traveler, I would think, because I've really enjoyed the it's demo. Not out a lot. Yet. I know, it's I did. Yet. I it's, did it's, enjoy. As in now, you can't do future games. <laughs> That's true. It's going to be the up demo. through July 2nd. The demo wins your game the of demo. the year. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's demo that you haven't even played yet. <laughs> no, I played the first one. That the was demo, the first demo. That came out last year, though. The, the, the last year's demo can't win game of the year this year. <laughs> hey, I gave it to Bayonetta too, like three years ago. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't really got. There's been just a hand, lot of ports at the beginning of the year, and I I know all the games that I really want are just going to be upcoming. I guess Hollow Knight is the game that I'm mostly really obsessed with that I would definitely put high, but I feel like that's better for the eShop category, but. Yeah. I don't know, because I don't want to say, like, oh, Mega Man Legacy Collections, like, well, why are these old games, like, winning, like, Game of the Year? So I figured I would have gotten more flack for saying something like that. <laughs> All right, Barry. Let's let's bail, bail Greg out. And, uh, wait, um, what are you thinking so far? For for definitely the eShop category, it would be, like, West of Loathing and Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Um, for the main category right now, I'd have to do Kirby Star Allies uh, as my Game of the Year with um, Mario Tennis, probably number two. However, I know Smash, Pokemon, Xenoblade 2, and Octopath are all going to be in my top three somewhere. One of those games is not going to be there. But Xenoblade 2 came out last year, sorry. No, Cut Xenoblade it. 2 Story DLC. <laughs> Xenoblade 2 Story DLC. Haha. I don't think DLC counts for... Uh... Why not? It's a, it's a standalone release. Standalone Ooh, physical release. That is a good point. That is a good Absolutely. point. I don't know. You know if, it, if it's enough content to warrant a standalone physical release, then it absolutely counts as a new game. Mm. It, none, of, none of your save files starts over. Like, it's all brand new. Just have a point there. So. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. But but none of those, none of those are out yet. Like, you know, and, and like, I want to say Ease 8 uh, would probably be up there too, but I haven't played it yet, and I want to. Um, you know, Shantae, I didn't get a chance to play yet. Uh, ba- I, I, I can say Bayonetta. Um one and two because I didn't play them on the Switch, but I did play them on the Wii U and I did play them on the 360, um, and they're great games. So they would be up there, um, but but I didn't you know replay them. It's tough though. Like the first half of this year has not been a strong one, as you know compared to last year. At this point, we at least had Breath of the Wild. Uh, you know, we would instant everyone would be like Breath of the Wild done. No yep. no no questions asked. We don't have that this year. Kirby was a good game. But it wasn't set the world on fire. Mario Tennis didn't set the world on fire. But the second half of the year will. 
Yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. There's those Hyrule Warriors, Tropical Freeze. Yeah, Tropical some, Freeze. Yes. Some older ports are kind of making their way. I mean, I didn't play the Switch version. I don't like to count games that I may have played on a previous console, but I didn't bother to replay in the current ah, year, if, it, so. if it hasn't changed, it's the same game. You play Super Mario Brothers now, it's not like it's really any different. There's that's Funky true. Kong. Funky Kong's new. <laughs> well, I, yeah. play, I played Funky Kong. It's fun. It's still good. And you know what? I forgot about that. That would be higher than Mario Tennis for me. But still below Kirby, to be honest with you. I did enjoy Kirby more than Donkey Kong. I know some people be like, oh, my God. And I think it's because I'm playing games more now just for the relaxation, and Kirby's a lot easier. I, You know, obviously there's frustration in DKC. Um, and some people love that, and that's great. I just wanted to play through and enjoy it. And get, I didn't 100% it. I 100% Kirby. I didn't 100% DKC. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I had actually remind myself, like, what, what has come out so far this year? Because there hasn't been, like, these huge games so far this year. But uh, but I really, I would probably say, you know, off the top of my head, probably Hyrule Warriors um, Definitive Edition has been my, my favorite game so far. I took, you know, what was in the past, put the 3DS stuff together, and uh, put a, a little bit of new stuff. And um, I enjoyed it so much before. Um, I'm enjoying it again. So I think that would be the one that kind of rises to the top. But it is a it's it's you know a remake. So none of the the brand new games. I don't know. I, I didn't play Fortnite? the. Yeah, maybe Fortnite. Um, I played it a lot. Um, the game that I've still played the most is probably still Rocket League. Um, but but oh. Fortnite's Fortnite's creeping up there though. Yeah. I know yeah. Steve's game of the year is definitely the bunker. <laughs> Oh, uh, we should to- like oh, we've talked oh. about this before. Having a worst game of the year, Rogue Aces. Rogue Aces. Rogue Aces. Um, yeah, uh, Rogue Aces. Uh, anyhow, so Urban <laughs> Trial Free st- Playground. <laughs> send in your questions uh, to podcast at nintendofuse.com. We would love to address your question in a future podcast. Uh, before we wrap up today, I want to know what are some upcoming releases in the next couple weeks before our next podcast on, I think, uh, what's the next one, like July 16th, if I yeah. remember correctly. Um, so in a couple weeks, what are some some games that you're excited about? I know one that is on our, all three of our lists, so let's say it together. Octopath Traveler. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Other than Octopath Traveler, anything else that you guys are excited about over the next couple weeks? Greg? That's all that I had saw. Like I was, we really went through the list, and that was like, yes, this one counts because it's only like it's within two weeks. So nice. you stole yes. Greg's thunder. I did. Sorry, sorry. We get to ex- we get to share that experience. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, the sad note is I won't be playing it until August, so it's gonna be like oh, I gotta stay away from spoilers. But uh, so that means that means not maybe not next podcast, but the one after we have to talk nothing but Octopath Traveler. <laughs> No, that's the one I'm gone. You can't talk. Oh, like, it's yeah. It should be you talking. It's yeah. Turn off yeah, his mic. Speak. All right, next one. We'll play Midnight, you know. <laughs> play it as much as possible. Uh, Barry, anything yet, uh, other than Octopath that you're excited about? Honestly, at this point, I don't even know the release schedule. Um, I just have everything pre-ordered. So when it shows up on my door, I get like the Amazon or like, oh, or Best Buy. Like, Your item is shipped. I'm like, oh, that came out this week? Oh, okay, cool. I didn't even realize. Um right now like i said I, I i have two weeks to try to do mario and rabbits dlc and and ease eight if i can and i'm still playing through the blob and and uh i have another game that i'm not sure if i want to review or, or you know pass to somebody else 
Um, so it's uh, it's going to be such a cluttered week already, and I'm so focused that I don't even know what's going to come out. And watch tomorrow something comes out. It's going to be like, oh, I totally forgot I want to play this too. Um, I haven't gotten any emails yet, though. Um, so who knows? Cool. Yeah, mine's pretty much Dr. Path Traveler as well. So I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that a lot uh, in a few weeks. Um, but uh, thanks, guys, for, for joining us today. This cut wraps up episode 152 of the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Uh, just another reminder quickly, um, if you have not subscribed to us on YouTube or any of your favorite uh, podcast apps, make sure you do so. And um, if you are on YouTube as well, hit that bell to be alerted by every new video we post, every time we go live, stuff like that. Um, be part of our notification notification squad, as people call it. Um, but uh, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing. And especially make sure that you um, send in a question and jo- uh, like um, like what join the the contest. Um, <laughs> um, make sure you you hit all the enter the contest. Enter the con- that's the word I'm like, I'm, I'm going to need to take a nap after this. Thing. I can't even remember the word enter. Um, enter the contest. <laughs> yes, there's multiple That's ways to enter. Key. Enter, more chances to win. Enter all, all the ways. Uh, they're very easy, easy ways to enter. And we appreciate every entry you do. Yes, yes, for sure. And get yourself a Nintendo Fuse t-shirt. They're available at nintendofuse.com. Just uh, click the button that says buy a t-shirt, and uh, that'd be awesome. You can sport around Nintendo Fuse swag, and uh, all your friends will be envious. That's, that's And you support much. us, so we keep going doing this, you know? Yeah, that's true as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. Greg, it's been awesome to talk to you again. Um, anything anything big coming up that you're, you're like, really excited about before we wrap up? Uh, nice to play some more Fire Emblem Heroes. That's always exciting too. All right, all right. You gotta, di- you gotta dive into it. So does Barry. Yeah, <laughs> that's not Barry's homework list. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, at least I've beaten the original campaign on Fire Emblem Heroes. Okay. Yeah, I think I downloaded it. Um, so, um, Barry, anything, anything big coming up for you that you're, you know, particularly excited about? You want to chat about before we before we wrap up today? <clears throat> um, I just what's going on i mean it's still working in the house still you know got games to play on the switch still new new content for final fantasy 14 drops tomorrow which is just what i need on all this uh just just and then pokemon go has like a ridiculous week this week where it's like triple the experience on and catches and all this new stuff it's so big my wife just grabbed my phone and said i'm playing pokemon go while you're doing podcasts i'm like go have fun you know like it just it's too much too much not enough time <laughs> nice, nice. I have started playing Pokemon Go again. I have right. up several times this last week. So, yeah, I will have to share our, our friend codes now that you can be friends and everything. Yes. You know, yeah, gifts to give out. So, yeah, trainer codes, but they're basically friend codes. So. I actually did get my daughter playing a little bit on Super Mario Run. So, I actually had booted that up in the longest time. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, we'll be back in uh, two weeks with our next podcast. But until then, watch some old videos and uh, enter the contest. Buy yourself a shirt. And we'll see you next time on the Nintendo Fuse podcast. See ya. Have a good one. See ya.